0: all copy is is communicating with the intention to persuade
1: hey entrepreneurs are you going full speed just trying to keep up do you feel you have more losses than wins for years i was rushing to get to the next thing there was always something that i had to learn before the thing i actually needed to learn i felt like i was running in the wrong direction and moving even further away from my goals so the big question is how do you stop Hey everyone, welcome to Now Your Business and I'm Chris Ward and I cannot wait to dive into this week's episode. We have a treat, um, I mean I'm not kidding you, a big huge treat. Today we have Ray Edwards and listen, if you do not know who he is, your life is about to change. Ray Edwards is a communication strategist, copywriter, author, speaker and the host of one of the top iTunes business podcasts. He has worked with Fortune 500 companies and with some of the most powerful voices in leadership and business. His clients include New York Times best-selling authors Michael Hyatt Tommy Tony oh my gosh Tommy I know him so well I call him Tommy Tony Robbins Jack Canfield Mark Victor Hansen, and Jeff Walker and he is listen anyone that I have ever admired or respected or learned from this is the guy that that guy quotes so welcome to the show Ray Edwards
0: well, thank you so much Chris that's, that's a very I'm gonna try to live up to that introduction
1: Okay, now for those of you who are not blessed to know him, I'm gonna give him a few seconds here to give his backstory, but most of us are really, really lucky because as I said, anytime you talk about any depth of business, marketing or anything that's powerful to business, which you know, you're gonna enforce that about copywriting being the foundation to everything, your name comes up, Ray. So tell us a teeny little bit about yourself because I wanna just dive into your vast wealth of knowledge.
0: Well, um, I have been interested in communicating like this since I was a kid, really. I, was, uh, I grew up with grandparents who read the National Enquirer, and I used to love to read these stories in the back of the National Enquirer, and they were actually full-page ads. I didn't realize that at the time. But uh, as I grew older, I found out that they were written by this guy named Eugene Schwartz, who's one of the greatest copywriters of all time. And that, I tell you that because that was the genesis as I got into the radio business, was a DJ wrote ads for the station's clients. I was good at that, I had a knack for it. And I found out about Eugene Schwartz and I realized, oh, I like this kind of stuff. So I began writing copy and radio, did that for 30 years. And then um, left radio when Steve Jobs invented the radio killer, also known as the iPod. Uh, (laughs) Thousand songs in your pocket, no DJs, no commercials. Hello, game (laughs) over. Uh, So I started writing copy for speakers and authors and ended up writing for some famous people who you quoted their names and there's others. And it's been a really fun ride. I love communicating. I love working with those people. Many of them were my heroes. So I got to write for some of my heroes and got to see how their businesses worked and help them grow their empires. It's been a lot of fun. And now I teach people how to do that for themselves. And so I enjoy that too.
1: Yeah. And the fascinating part to me is, you know, I do have a marketing agency and that's great, which is I said to you before we started the call, it's absolutely ridiculous for me to throw those words around in your presence. But anyhow, but what I want people to understand is, you know, it's not, I don't want people tuning away if they don't have a marketing agency or they think, oh, I don't write copy because, you know, your books and your podcasts lay these messages out so eloquently, so beautifully. I mean, everything you do, everything is copy. You just can't escape it. So that's the part I, I really want for people who maybe you know haven't tripped across your work. I, I really want to talk about you know how that creeps into any aspect of any you know avenue you're going to pursue in your business.
0: One of the things I learned from Tony Robbins was this: the quality of your life and the quality of your business is in direct proportion to the quality of your communication. Mm-hmm. he's all about, if you think about what Tony does, he's all about communication as well. He's about communicating with yourself first about your life, about how you look at life, about how you approach life, about how you feel about yourself, what your self-image is like. And that's, that's copy. Because that's <clears throat> all copy is, is communicating with the intention to persuade. Mm-hmm. And we're the first person we have to persuade about anything is ourselves. The first person we have to influence is ourselves. And once we can do that, then it may be about the, the importance of our work, the, the power of our skills that we offer to people, how we can help them. Um, but communicating that message to us and it empowers us to communicate to other people what we can do for them. So then it, then it becomes, well, what is not copy? Well, the way you answer the phone is copy. What's on your mm-hmm. business card is copy. What you say to people when you meet them at a conference is copy. If we were having conferences, these days we're not having them, but we will yeah. again, it will happen yeah. again. Yeah. Um, it's not just about the page that sells your product or service. It's about everything you communicate to everybody all the time. That's all copy. So copy is kind of important.
1: Yeah. And you know what? Listen, I, 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 he's a very, (laughs) I'm going to speak as if he's not in the room here. Mr. Ray Edwards, I think, is a a very patient, kind, and he presents himself as just such a gentleman, so he's not going to up himself as much as I'm going to brag him up here, because I would tell you one of the best books I have ever read is How to Write Copy That Sells, and I've read it more than once, and what I would really like to know is, I know we're in a day and age of technology, but how is it I read the book, and the next time I read the book, you've inserted new things that I'm certain were not there before because I didn't <laughs> grasp. So I'd like to know how you do that because I'm like, gosh, you know, it never left the house, and yet he got new stuff in here. So I mean, the simplicity of the way you present this information, that I think is also your superpower because I've seen you on stage, I've read your books, I've listened to your podcast, and it's just, you know, the profound simplicity of it is really just You know, I always think of the one quote that I know Mark Twain, where he said, I would have written a shorter letter, but I didn't have time. And yet you do that. You do that over and over again, where you just simplify the message and it really is impactful.
0: Well, thank you for that. My wife gets at least 80% credit for that because (laughs) she went through the first few drafts of the book for me and she kept saying, what are you talking about? This needs to be more clear, more usable. She's the reason, for instance, there's a checklist at the end of every chapter.
1: Well, we can thank her for that.
0: She said people need a a takeaway. Like, what are they supposed to do with this information? So, uh, and it's important to me. She's helped drive home to me the need to make sure every paragraph, every sentence is practical. People can actually use it to achieve what they came to the book to achieve. So thank you for saying those things. And Lynn gets a lot of the credit.
1: Well, a good man always thanks a good woman. So, So that, you know, When we're talking about now your business, I always want to talk to people about, okay, what can they do for their business now? And what was really interesting to me is we always want to share some of the stumbles we've had in our own journey. I was listening to your podcast one day and you were talking, okay, let me, I listen to your podcast many days. Let me clarify that. But on this particular day, you were talking about, you know, what you do and that you're in this very crowded space. Everybody, you know, is a marketer these days, an online marketer, especially. And that just shocked me because you know, as we all bow down to you and think, Oh my gosh, like I said, the guys that I admire quote you and here you are talking about the same thing the rest of us are talking about really making it very relatable. Like, look, we're all navigating through, you know, different times and hiccups and bumps in our business. And for you to even have that on your radar was fascinating to me. So what are some of the things where you said, okay, in your business, you said, Oh my gosh. All right. What am I going to do now? I got to take a turn here now. Because, man, you know, we just look at you and say, like, the days are easy. I mean, he's Ray Edwards. So that was a really powerful turning point for me that made me realize, okay, you know, when I'm struggling with something, it <laughs> that's just part of business forever.
0: Well, it's just a human experience. And yeah. We, we're all human beings. And we all have insecurities. We all have fears. We all have things we think about in terms of how do we... How, how are we positioned in the marketplace? It doesn't matter how, how new or how, how long you've been around. Um, you have different thoughts. I mean, our thoughts all centered around what's going to work for me now. What can I do now to help my customers? How can I stay relevant? I mean, that's something that's on my mind now. So when I started in this business, it was, how can I get people to pay attention to me because I'm so young? Mm. That's not my challenge anymore. <laughs> Uh, my challenge now is how can I stay relevant? Make sure I stay in touch with what's happening in the marketplace in a way that's meaningful to my customers, and like that's why I'm on TikTok. I mean, good grief, TikTok's for 14 year old girls. What am I doing on there? Uh, it's because it's it's growing. It's where the market's going to end up two or three years from now. People are going to look back and say, why didn't I get on TikTok earlier? So mm-hmm. I'm there trying to figure that out now, and um, so it's just it's a matter of staying relevant. Staying. It really comes down to this. It's the same for all of us. It comes down to putting ourselves in the position of our customers, that people we're going to serve the deepest, the most, the people we're paying the most attention to is the people we can help the most. How, how can we best serve them? How can we get enough knowledge, enough experience, enough depth of wisdom to make sure we're serving them at the highest level possible for us? So like right now, what I'm thinking about is how can I help people in this time? We're in a challenging time right now. I don't know when people may be listening to this, maybe years later, um, but maybe months later, maybe all over. Hopefully it's months later. We've all forgotten about it. Yeah. It's, it's the coronavirus right now. We're all on kind of yeah. on house arrest and it's for the good of the, of the society. So I'm, I'm all in favor of it, but it's uh, it's challenging for business people because they don't know what to do next. So right now we're, we're turning our messaging and our focus in our company. We're creating some new programs for people to help them figure out how do I grow my business in a time like this without being a profiteer? How do I do it in a way that serves But how do I still grow? Cause we all still want to grow and the society needs us to grow because if we don't make money, nobody gets paid. So, the, mm-hmm. the best way we can help the economy is not by hunkering down and stuffing dollars in our mattresses. It's by making more money if we can do that, honestly, with integrity and help really help people. And most of us in the marketing business, in the online business world, we do have the opportunity to do that. Unlike, um, it's different, like I own a, a restaurant, I own a coffee shop with my son. Oh, okay. And um, so, that's a different it's important as a business, it's important to the community, but on the other hand, it's shut down right now. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. yeah.
0: My business, the, our marketing business is not shut down because that's online and it's virtual and it it has a more ubiquitous nature. It appeals to many different market markets and entrepreneurs and people in different categories. So we owe it to our customers to be the best we can be, the best we've ever been now. Yeah. And so that's what I'm focused on now. So, and I think about, well, things I think about in relation to that, to get back to your question, what are things that are on my mind that are probably on everybody's mind is how to do this tastefully so it's not offensive to people, how to do it in a way that really helps, how to do it in a way that grows my business, that keeps my people employed, that serves my customers the deepest um, and that's relevant to the times and that doesn't leave me um, having to make tough decisions on down the road six months from now. So those are all things that are on my mind right now. But I feel like in a way it's my job to think through these things ahead of my customers so that I can save them falling in a hole, which sometimes mm-hmm. means I fall in the hole for them.
1: <laughs> <laughs> First, yes. And, and that's a good point. What would you say, what do you see as what I would call the, the biggest, I don't want to say copy mistakes, but what is it the misconceptions that you stumble upon every day that you wish people would knew? Like if they just did that now, it would change, make things so much easier for them.
0: The single biggest mistake is very easy to identify. It is thinking about and writing about your product or service from your viewpoint instead of the viewpoint of your customer. And everybody I talk to says, oh yeah, I know that. I do that. I look at mm-hmm. their copy and I think you don't even have a clue. Mm-hmm. I haven't even thought this through really. The things that we care about as product purveyors or service providers are not the things that our customers care about. About as results that change their lives, that make their lives easier, that put cash in their cash register, that feed their families, that, help them if we, if we help people with their health and make them healthier, that make, them, make it easier for them to eat the right foods, to do the right exercises, to have the better relationships, whatever we help people do. So we've got, a, the best thing you can do for your copy, if you do nothing else, you learn nothing else from me or from anybody else ever about copy is, put yourself in the position of your customer and write from their viewpoint about what they want, what they need. And if you can describe, Jay Abraham says it this way, it's so beautiful. He says, if you can describe somebody else's problem, And articulate it better than they can do it themselves they will automatically believe you have the solution to that problem Mm -hmm. that's the best copy you can write letting them know you understand their problem very very well maybe better than they do
1: and and i still believe in that and that is the power of your book is is you read it and you're like it's almost like i i i forgive me because i i don't mean to i'm not minimizing it i'm talking about the the power of the simplicity it's almost like in a way sometimes it's common sense or sometimes it's like You know what? I I knew I knew that. I forgot I knew it. And why am I not doing it? And I tell people, as you mentioned, you know, Apple, you think, well, we all know that famous commercial, A Thousand Songs in Your Pocket, instead of talking about the technology that they could have been so proud of. So that is such a simple message. But yet, when it's your product or your service, how you only see out instead of seeing in, sometimes you can get really lost, even when you know in one part of your brain, what you're supposed to be doing as a marketer an effective copywriter and then all of a sudden you get lost in the trap again.
0: Well Chris first of all let me say you you apologize at first for saying you didn't mean to minimize it by saying it was so simple. That's the greatest compliment you could have paid me. <laughs> it's the, the hardest writing to do is write something that seems simple. Right. It's the toughest writing. It's like the thing you quoted from Mark Twain earlier. Yeah. I would have written you a shorter sales letter but I didn't have time. Yeah. Um, so um, it's When you drill down to the needs of the customer, what they really want and desire and need, and you can articulate that in a way that's meaningful to them, it seems simple to them when they read it, but it takes a lot of complex thinking to get there.
1: Right. Yeah, it really does. So when you're doing that, do you have a process so that you don't get in your own way? Because like you said, so many of us, you think, oh, no, no, I do that. I Because we know that rule and we understand it. And then as you said, you look at the copy and go, no, you, you're you like, you're upside down and sideways. How? What's something that we could do now to suss that out a little bit?
0: There's an exercise i like to do before I write copy, where I sit down and I close my eyes. I really do literally close my eyes and put myself in the life of my customer, the, the one customer I'm writing to who's going to buy this thing, whatever it is I'm selling. And then I think through their day, I think about what, what it's like when they wake up, what kind of house do they live in? Is it messy? Is it clean? Is it expensive? Is it, is it not expensive? Is it in a good part of town, a bad part of town? Do they have a job? Do they drive to work in a good car, a nice car, no car, ride a bicycle? What's their day like at work? Do they hate their boss? Do they love their boss? Do they hate their job? What are they frustrated about? I go through their whole day in my mind. I imagine everything, every detail I possibly can. Sometimes it takes me 20, 30 minutes to do this. But by the time I get to the end of that day of, in, the, in the life of my customer, I feel like I'm in their life. And I write from that perspective. I think about their fears, their frustrations, their anxieties. I do that meditation, if you will, before I write. Then I just write the copy. Because I'm now in a state that's similar to the state of my customer. And it's going to make me write in a way that's in simpatico with the way they're thinking and feeling. And I don't edit while I'm writing. I just write. And if you, if you can do that, if you really know your customers well, and if you don't know your customers at all, that's not going to work.
1: Right.
0: You're just going to put yourself in that picture. But if you know your customers well because you've talked to them, you know them, you know about their lives, not just the demographics, but the psychographics, what, what their feelings are. Like what magazines, if you can't answer these questions, you have homework to do. What magazines read? What websites do they visit? Are they on TikTok? Are they on Facebook or both or neither? What TV shows do they watch? What movies do they like to see? What what books have they read lately? What do they do in their spare time for fun? Do they bowl? Have they never been bowling in their life? These are things you should know about your customers, if at all possible. And people ask me, well, how do I find that stuff out? And that's the scary part for most people. You talk to your customers. Yeah. (laughs) And people say, well, how do I do that? Well, there's this thing they invented. It's called a phone. You pick it up. You probably have some of their phone numbers. You call them and you say, Hey, Chris, how you doing? How's life? It's Ray. I just want to check in and see how things are going for you. And first of all, you have to wait for them to get over their shock that somebody actually called them on the phone and asked them how they're doing. And then just talk to them. And let them, and when I say talk to them, I mean ask them a question, let them talk. And listen carefully to what they say. And listen for any words that talk about things that or make them fearful, that make them anxious, that bother them, that are problems that they have that they wish there was a solution to. And the key is let them do most of the talking. And if you can, this is sometimes uncomfortable, but if you can get them to let you record the conversation, then you can have it transcribed and you have a treasure box full of treasure now because you have phrases and words that came straight from a customer. Mm-hmm, and you can clip mm-hmm. those out and copy and paste them into a document where you have these are words and phrases I want to use in my copy because this is how my customers talk. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I agree. That has been a powerful tool for me because again, big fan of yours. And so I've learned some of these techniques. And you'll see things in the transcription. And then especially when you're lucky, I mean, even you get three or four or five conversations and you start to see patterns and you see words that really you're like, Oh, I I thought that or I thought they thought that, but now you really see that that's the first thing they bring up every time. So it really does sort of hit it between the eyes and it's very powerful. So again, I think it's it's Boiling down and just not making it this big, complicated, heavy academic copy process. Would you agree?
0: I absolutely agree with that. Yes.
1: Yeah. I'm trying to be as uh, simply profound as you are, Ray, and talk in that radio voice. So okay, yeah, (laughs) giving it my best here, people. (laughs) Um, Okay, so what would be give us if you don't mind a second crime that you see committed every day? Because listen, we got you here. I just want to, I just want to hear you talk because you've got so much wealth of knowledge.
0: Second, second biggest mistake I see people make in copy, writing copy that looks like what they think copy should look like.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Um my feeling is this. If your customer looks at your page and says, Oh, this is sales copy. You have blown it. Right. Um, they should be interested in the message so much that they don't recognize the format of the message itself. It's like, if you're reading a book, if you're reading a novel, let's say fiction, and you, you start noticing the way the author uses a certain phrase over and over again, they have blown it. Cause now you're out of the story. They've, they've broken the dream, if you will. And they're making you think about them, about their writing skills or lack of them. So I don't ever want my copy to make people look at it and go, Oh, this is interesting sales copy. I want them to read it and think, what comes next? What about this? What about that? How do I buy this? That's, that's kind of the short form process I want them to go through. So don't write copy that you think looks like copy. The, the fact is the format of copy doesn't matter as much as the content, if the content is presented in a format that's relevant to the reader, and makes him want to read it. A lot of times um, people think if I'm going to use direct response sales copy to sell my stuff, it needs to look like the old school sales letters, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like a Gary Halbert sales letter or something like that. And Gary Halbert's one of the greatest copywriters to ever, to ever live. But I think there's very few cases where you need to make copy that looks like, I mean, visually looks like his copy because that's not relevant to today's audience. The only people that's relevant to is people who grew up with Gary mm-hmm. and like his copy. So then it means it's meaningful to them because it's a signal that says, oh, I'm one of your people. Mm-hmm. So writing copy that looks and sounds like copy is a mistake, don't do that. Write in a way that's meaningful and communicates directly to your customer. And you can still use the principles. You're still gonna use a headline. You're still gonna use subheads. You're still gonna, to, to make sure you have bullet points. Those, those, those are things that work regardless but trying to write in a way that sounds and feels like copy is a mistake. Writing in a way that feels like you're naturally having a conversation with your customer is what we're really after. You have to remember that's where copy writing as we think of it came from, was writing in a conversation way that felt like a letter from a friend that got you to buy something. That's why we call them sales letters, even though they're not letters anymore, we still call them sales letters even online. Mm -hmm. Because it started in direct mail. We used to send a letter in the mail that sold people stuff. So if you think about what what was the point of that, a lot of the way copy looks now online was influenced by that. And it's just kind of a, a holdover from the past. The real point is you want to communicate in a way that feels like it's a communication from a friend. That's the point.
1: That is a powerful point. And boy, I think it's much easier said than done. I know for me, you know, you, I went to college and university. And so then you put your shoulders back and you start typing and you're like, okay, I got to sound like a professional. And it took me a long time, especially with social media, where the world changed so dramatically in the last 10 years to learn that, you know, to be one-on-one instead of trying to show your academia, whatever. And it just, you know, to, to strip it down, I know I went to an event and I, uh, was, had a, I went out to dinner with a sort of business friend and he had a really good online business. And I came back and two days later I got an email and I was halfway through the email before I figured out that this was not a one-to-one email <laughs> to me. I was like it was so good that I thought he was following up with us having dinner, and then I got to the bottom, like, this is just like for other people, this is for everyone, but it was so good, and it was so such a powerful lesson to me I'm like I knew him, I knew him well, I went out to dinner, and I thought this email was for me, so I think that's the big thing too, is we get all this training and put all this money into whatever, and then you think, okay, let me show off my wisdom here and let me throw around some big words and industry words and It's just the learning to talk, talk instead of speech or write has has really something that I'm constantly working on.
0: Well, it seems like you're doing a great job. So (laughs) good work. And one of the the best, you know, I, I love that story because one of the best compliments I ever got about my copywriting is came from my wife who one day I came home and she said, I got your email today and I read the whole thing and got to the end before I realized it was to your list and not just to me.
1: Yes, yes. 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 Awesome. Okay, well, I am just so ecstatic. I don't want to take up any more of your time than I sort of promised you. So in my eyes, if you want to find Mr. Ray Edwards online, you just key in Ray Edwards, the awesome marketer and a whole bunch of stuff will come up. But why don't you tell people where you'd like them to reach out to you?
0: I'll just go to RayEdwards.com, and that connects to everything else. I'm on all the social platforms, but RayEdwards.com is kind of home base where you can find everything. We've got a lot of free stuff there that will be helpful to you, I hope so, and useful. If you Google me, you may get me, or you may get the former NFL football player, which he's a very different person. And um, he's a great guy. It's, it's funny, when he was playing for the Baltimore Ravens, um, I started getting, every every time the season would start up, I started getting all these direct messages from, um, he's a, he's a very athletic, very healthy, uh, African-American man who looks very different from me. I started getting all these, um, emails from African-American women saying things that were embarrassing and sometimes <laughs> scandalous. And I finally figured out what was going on. They, were, they had the wrong Ray Edwards. So we started communicating with each other. and It was funny. We had a great exchange for a while. Um, he thought it was amusing and he had read my book, which blew me away. But uh, anyway... I digress.
1: (laughs) Rayadwards.com.
0: Rayadwards.com. That's where you can find anything about me you want to know.
1: You know what? And when I was doing that, you know, I, I, I felt that I had a a good wealth of knowledge on you, but of course I always do my homework. So I dove a little deeper. I'm starting to look for stuff. And even when I found your page, um, for your bio, I was like, oh, I have all my bio together when people want me on their podcast. And I thought, I I mean, I thought I had it together. And then when I read your page, it was so good because it was like, you were like, I'm like, this is online, but it looks like you're talking to me like, okay, you can also use this graphic if you're, and you just walked me through like baby steps. Like it was the first thing I'd ever done. And I was like talking to my team and going, look at this. Even his bio page is speaking (laughs) directly to me. And it was so good. Like we got, we got distracted. We were so jealous. We're like, look how he talks to you. Like, oh, we got to go back. Right. So it's powerful stuff.
0: Oh, Chris, you made my day. Thank you so much.
1: (laughs) all right everyone thank you this has been an awesome treat uh ray we just cannot thank you enough check him out online read his books read how to write copy that sells i'm telling you you want to read it reread it good stuff anytime you get an opportunity to listen to his podcast or anything else else, just words of wisdom continuously fall out of his mouth so it's been a real treat for us thank you again sir we really appreciate you
0: thank you god bless
1: Hey, listeners, I'm super excited to share this with you guys. Right now, we are gearing up to launch an amazing product, the Win the Hour, Win the Day Team Builder. Want to create more results quicker and faster? Our Team Builder gives you the full playbook to hire effectively, easy, and super affordable. Get on our waiting list now at www.winthehourwintheday/teambuilder.com.